Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. My name's Amino Hassan, joined as always by Black Trey, by Big Jerv, and we got a special guest today. He is the star and the co-creator of the show that we review here and love, Flatbush Misdemeanors. He's making his second bomb appearance. His name is Dan Perlman, very funny guy. We'll get to him in just a second, but first I got to do all the housekeeping stuff where I beg you people to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash countedthings. You know, that's where we do all of our extra content, like the overflow episodes, like the live watch-alongs, the Discord, oh, you name it, we got it. You want to be a Patreon. You have to be a Patreon. And if you're already 
if you are already a Patreon, tell your mooching ass friends to stop asking for the password. Come up off a couple of bucks a month. Be a Patreon. Do the right thing. And thank you as always. We're going to talk a little bit later about P Valley and this whole Cinderella storyline. <laughs> uh, R. Kelly got sentenced. We'll, I guess, have some fun with that one. If as much fun as you can have for someone who's a serial uh, rapist and child molester. And also questions about your responsibilities as a stepdaddy. But first, we talked to the man who has a special relationship with his stepdad on the show, Dan. Uh, about a week ago or so, there was a, a Twitter thing going around that says, the stars of the last show that you watched are who have to rescue you from getting kidnapped. And I just watched <laughs> Flatbush Misdemeanor, and I said, shit. You tell me I gotta rely on Dan and Kareem to save me from a you're, hostage. You're crisis. fucked. <laughs> I'm completely you're fucked. fucked, dog. I'll say I don't think I don't think my guy would be much help, but Kareem, he did save uh, Dan from overdosing. He's he's always on the ball, you know. He is always on the ball. I, you know, I, there's something about Kareem's positivity, no yes. matter what, that just I like. It, it's funny, but it's also in a weird way uplifting. Like the whole, hey, we're not selling bikes. Guess what? I'm going to nail these bikes to the ground. I'm going to open a spin studio. Yes. And your character points out there's a blink across the street. And, and he says, even better, I'll just steal, <laughs> steal no, clients. Kareem is a guy, if you were lost in the woods, he wouldn't panic. He would be like, that's fine. I do great with bark. I can use it as a pillow. <laughs> like he would just adjust. He would acclimate. He's roll with the punches and just and just loves it every step. All right. So Dan, let me let me start here. Season two. We are three episodes in. Uh, we're real happy that the show is back. Obviously, you're happy that the show is back. But how much time between the end of season one and the green lighting of season two? Did you have, and what were your feelings in that time? Um, the and well, so we fin- we wrapped filming in like May, I want to say, of season one, and and then it aired really quickly. It started airing like mm-hmm. later that month, so it was like super quick. And then once it finished, it finished airing in I think August first, I want to say. And then we knew we knew we were greenlit for the second season, like within a couple weeks after that. Got it. it got formal. So um, I don't know. I honestly, I was so like just beaten and like drained after the first season because it's such it was such a quick turnaround and timeline, and there's like just a million shit you got things you have to get done, and it's like running a marathon. You can't even really like. You just have to cross the line. And so once I crossed the fish, I just collapsed essentially. And I was out in LA a lot of last summer, just doing as little as possible. So <laughs> those are my feelings of just mostly vacant thoughts or whatever. I was glad I was seeing if people were enjoying it and I was glad about that, but I wasn't when, when they said season two, or even when that was announced, I had a couple thoughts, vague thoughts of where it would go, but I didn't even start entertaining it much until we had to get into it. When you get season three, you ain't gonna text me back. You gonna be changing, man. You gonna be changing, man. No, no, man. I saw. I saw you in the village. We're gonna. We'll, we'll just keep upgrading. 
Dog, I I told y'all I ran into him on accident, right? I feel like Trey, no, you didn't run into him. He ran into you because I ran into you. There's something about Trey. Like New York City is a big city. There's so many places, millions yeah. of people. And I've I've managed to run into Trey multiple times now <laughs> by accident. I had no idea he was gonna be there. He just happens to be there. So I feel yeah. like you ran into him, Dan. He didn't run into you. <laughs> Bro, I'm leaving Soho House and he mobbing, and I'm like, and I didn't want to startle him too, because we've never formally like met in the city. So I'm like, yo, Dan. He like kind of looked, was like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, <laughs> bro, random awesome. dudes walking up. Like, I didn't want to just start away with shit. No, yeah, no, it's always a thing it's, that never quite goes away. This thing where somebody says your name, you're like, am I in trouble? Like, what did I do? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm always like, did I bump into this person? Did I do something? Like, you never know. Like, what is this about to be a negative interaction? You know, so that's always where, where my head is. So you thinking about season two, we got, you know, when it started, Trey asked you to come on the show. And obviously, first week was a little crazy, whatever. You said, wait until after episode two. And because it's going to be different. And we watched episode two and it was different, but it was still Flatbush misdemeanor. Like it was just the locale was different because it's Kev's go gone back home. And we've had a lot of discussions over the years about other shows that go off the beaten path, so to speak, and manage to make create good content, but feels like a different show. The most famous example right. is The Wire season two, right? It's sure. felt so different from what The Wire season one was about, and even The Wire season three was about. But it was connected, but it was kind of very tangentially connected in that it was about the docks and, and these Polish immigrants versus kind of uh, the, the black characters in the towers and the low rises, etc. The more recent example would be Atlanta, where they'd had yeah. an episode on the guys in Europe. And then all of a sudden we have this random thing about, you know, a, a town where it got, that got flooded or whatever. And so in all of these, it feels like you got to do some work in order for it to feel connected to the main story. I thought you guys did a great job of making it still feel like the show, even though it was very different. How hard was it to walk that line? Or did you even care about walking that line? I don't, uh, I think that it's not, at least for me, it was not a thing that I put a lot of like conscious thought into because you're like aware that it's going to be going left and it's mm -hmm. one of those things that you figure like all right some people will be like along for this ride and then some won't but i think i i, I wasn't worried about the, the continuity of like how it felt as much because it was like it's the same crew like with the same director did the first three episodes so he did that whole first block so it was like there's going to be some consistency in like the pace and the the tone and how he's like mm -hmm. working the performances and you know the same DP so it's shot the same so um, so uh, yeah I don't know I and you know so Kev um, wrote that script so I think that um, I mean that's that's nice to hear that's nice to hear that it was able to like feel different but also still grounded in and it doesn't take much it just took the like a couple phone calls and stuff and you know. Uh, 
if there's a sex scene that there's still like a joke involved with it you know what i mean like it's not because that's always a thing that i'm looking at or thinking about of like i'm not trying to have my guy just like successfully fu- like that feels that feels so grimy to be writing like and then dan fucks her really it's like <laughs> <laughs> you think you are, man? Get over yourself. So it's just like, okay, so it's got to be all right. He falls asleep, or uh, and then for Kev, it's like, oh, she's got the tattoo or whatever. For my guy, there's other shit this season. So it's just like, it's just finding those jokes there because at the end of the day, like, you know, these guys are going to get whack a mole back down. So it's just finding moments for that. I really love in this new episode, Kev's newfound freedom of like removing the hat. Like he's just like fuck it. He don't care about his hairline. He's just out here just owning it. You know, right. he's probably yeah. at a low point and he just really doesn't care. But yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I really thought that was just hilarious. You know what I mean? Like this season has just been different, you know, from the right. fucked up haircut from the jump. And then <laughs> right. and then now we just got a confident Kev who's just trying to make it in the art space. Yeah. AKA just... the no Negro left behind ran oh, right. <laughs> non nah, <nah>, Negroes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, that whole stuff. Uh, and Zoe Winters, who plays uh, Nancy, the art lady, is so <laughs> funny. She's insanely funny. A part that, like, on paper, I was always looking at that part, and I was like, this could be very one note. It could feel very, like, just one note racist, like, villain kind of thing. But, like, that scene when she's talking to Kevin Kevin's like, where do I get the supplies? Like, have you tried Family Dollar? And he's like, oh, I thought you paid. She's like, where'd you hear that? Like, <laughs> none of those lines are written funny, but she delivers them. She has a funny line reading every single line. Like, she makes an interesting, funny choice. So those scenes, I'm excited for people to see all those scenes with her because I think she she steals all, all those scenes and just really makes it pop. The, uh, the line that... I, you, this show, your show does this a lot where I don't think this was the main joke, but it's so funny to me that like sometimes it overpowers everything else. She's sitting there in an interview with Kev and she refers to the old Asian man as D'Angelo. Yeah. yeah. No, I laugh so hard that, that his character. No, you <laughs> Yo, she and that's who she's yeah. cussing out when he says about there were no 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 right. beds in the dorm. She yeah. said fucking D'Angelo. <laughs> it's 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 funny because the show the show is very grounded in reality. I would say as a funny sh- as funny as it is, it's grounded in reality. But there's just these moments of absolute absurdity, right? That like the old Chinese man or Asian man named D'Angelo, like. But the uh, blackfish and Ike and Tina. Yeah. Right. Right. I was like, bro, wait. <laughs> On the wall, but, man. <laughs> but that's that's so fun. Like that that absurd stuff to me is it's always way funnier when it's not acknowledged, you know? Like when you just have it there. Cause it feels like that's how, especially like New York, if you're just walking around, you're seeing crazy shit all the time, but you don't have the time to be like wait what the fuck like you don't really have that luxury so you just see that and you're like right. that's crazy and you just keep it moving you know <laughs> so it's like yeah this asian guy runs the program she calls him d'angelo that guy a guy uh God, I forget his, he gives a very funny when she's like is it good enough for you and he gives this very like 
It's like a nice little like, <laughs> thumbs up. He's just like a very funny, like a very funny performer. Yeah. The, Trey, the line was when when Kev she asked Kev, why did you apply to the program? Yeah. And he starts talking about alums and she cuts them off. She said, That's good enough for me. She turns and she says, Is that good enough for you, D'Angelo? And he yeah. and he just like yeah, like you said, like this very kind of like thumbs up, and that's it. Doesn't have a line of nothing. Uh even like that, you talked about the sex scene and the way Kev looks at the tattoo through the mirror, then looks at kind of cranes his neck around her back. Right. And I was trying to think about this. Like, is there a name that could have been funnier than Doug? Because for some reason there's something funny just about seeing the name Doug in Black Black Dougs in general is fucking funny. I always think about <laughs> hangover. I just think about yep. any like it's very outside of Doug Williams. He's the quarterback, right? The black quarterback yeah. from I don't <laughs> yeah, know yeah. fucking black Doug. Black Doug, Doug West. Man. Like Doug West. Like it's Doug, Dougie Doug, Press. Who's, who's, Doug, Doug, who's Doug West? Basketball, basketball player, player, the Timberwolves. Back I in thought the day. back in the day. His name wasn't. Oh, I thought it was David West. No, oh, that's sure. di- different. That's no, 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 I know, I know, I know. Nervous. I had to see. I had a senior moment. My bad. I'm All sorry. right. But no, I really would think about that. Like, I don't know any Dugs personally. Yeah, uh, black, black Dugs, Dugs at least. I, I, know, I knew a I know black Dug in high school. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I just. But Jerv, you went to PWI high school. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I knew a black, Doug, but like he didn't even go by Doug though. I think he's like he went by Henry. <laughs> like it's, 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 I think so like he, Doug might have like Doug so might have been like his first name, but he wanted to go by like so his he, middle name so or hated, something. Yeah. He hated his first name. I, I I guess yeah. I mean, everyone called him Henry, but his name was Doug. Like shit's crazy. I got I got a homie that don't like his don't like his first yo, name, and he goes by his middle Trey, name too. I, I got in my mind. I, I got Jerv walking down the hallway and say, "What's up, Doug?" And he grabbed me. Was like, "Hey, nigga, none of these white people know that's my name. You call me Henry. You understand?" But I feel like Henry is like Doug. Thinking about a nigga being called Henry instead of Doug, but like they both well, well off. Like they both like crazy ass names. Well, if you're Henry, you go right to Hank. Yeah. You go straight to Hank. But if you go to Hank, then you go straight to being 80 years old, you know? A black Hank, too? A young Hank, black Hank true. is crazy. Yeah, young ain't no young Hank. Yeah. Hank is old, and Hank, yeah. like, works a blue-collar job, something with his hands, right? I don't think I've ever met a Hank. No, but Doug's have, like, super – they have supervisor written in their career path. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, think, I think he did, like he, – he's, like – he started, like, a school or something like that, I think. If you're so, yeah, Doug, you're, you're, you automatically oh, into a supervisor role. Like, that shit just gets the name tag. You know what I mean? It just has a mechanic name tag on it. It just comes with the script of in, Doug. In The Hangover, Mike Epps was Black Doug. Yeah. There you go. It was Black That's, Doug. Uh, but – but it was so rare that they pointed out. Yeah, to specify, <laughs> yes. Yo, what location were they supposed to be in episode two? Uh, Louisiana. Okay. Uh, we thought it was Texas, yeah. but we knew I something south. Okay, so was- a, black, a black Doug working at Old Navy? Wal- Old Navy. No, right. Old Navy. Walmart. He, no, he wasn't. Oh, that, that, that's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old Navy. Old Navy. It's Old Navy because nah, Kev didn't want to work at Target. That's baby clothes. Black <laughs> Doug working at Old Navy in Louisiana. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Khakis on. <laughs> oh, too um, good, man. 
the uh the so one of the themes of this last episode that came out is Dan, the character Dan, not you, confronting yeah. his addiction and uh confronting his fear of confrontation, right? In in the yeah. in in its essence. It's 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 not even so much about the addiction of fixing, it's about like the idea. The reason why is because you're afraid to have confrontation. And uh again, you guys told this line between like I remember I'm sitting there, I'm like, yo, this is serious. This is like an actual serious kind of conversation. And then obviously, you know, you, you get the funny that happens and within him trying to find a a a sponsor that doesn't tell him about doing coke at bingo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you like how what's that process of writing and where you're you're trying to convey a serious point? But you're like, man, I, I got to slip in a joke here somewhere. It's very, you, you just kind of like, you feel it out. It's, it's a weird, like, um, maybe sensory is the wrong word, but that's how it feels when you're like writing it. Like you feel yourself when, and, and this is probably just from the mindset of like uh, being a comic and doing stand up is you have a sense of like, oh, the audience needs to laugh here. Like you feel right. yourself, all right, it's taking it a little serious. Let's undercut it with a joke here or like this guy's making a serious point that person making a serious point. there could be some energy you just kind of feel that out and then and sometimes you look at it a little like afterwards and you're like all right maybe the balance there's too many jokes and then we can scale it back or whatever right. like you can always scale it back but i think it's good to have a couple of those to choose from because then you can like always take out which we do all the time there's sometimes all, all the time there's like extra jokes the scene with me and roy as the principal like yeah. we're throwing in all kinds of extra jokes and stuff but then it's like oh we don't even need it we don't need all those extra ones because the ones of him taking out the quarter waters and looking for his insulin and and <laughs> me being like i'm gonna make you very proud teaching sex to kids like all that stuff is enough and then we could just keep it moving you know what what's I mean, sometimes, like you said, there's a joke that's tremendous, but it just doesn't fit, or sure. it's too—it's overkill. So you know, you 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 cut it out to make the scene better. Right. What's the best joke you've had to leave on the cutting room floor of that? Man, variety? there's so there's so many of them, man. Like uh, the ones that jump out are, are Yamanika jokes when she's going off yelling at me because, as as my therapist, because she right. says so much funny shit that uh, I would just, I wish we could just use all of it or just throw up all of it. Cause it's so like, she's yelling at me in that first in episode this season about therapy. And she's like, this is so last minute inconsiderate. She's like, I need, uh, I need you to get me lunch, which we used. And she's yeah. like, I need you to get me Beyonce's hairstylist. And then I was like, okay, do you want me to reach out to her? And she was like, you think you're good enough to talk to Beyonce? I was like, no, no, no. I wouldn't talk to Beyonce. I'd reach out to uh, the, the Hive. You know, she was like, the Hive. She said, I would smack the shit out of you for saying that. She's just like so funny going in on me like that. There was a thing at the end of the the administrator scene, the reinstatement yeah. hearing scene, where it was like we had the arbitrator saying like, all right, keep it moving. We have uh, an alleged sex offending English teacher coming up. And Kareem like turns to Yamanique and he's like, oh, I'm staying for that. You know, there's just like <laughs> a lot of little like 
funny moments and shit. Um, Kareem had a line. He said, "Thank you, Congressman." When he was, when oh, he was I, 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 I tossed that out to. Uh, <laughs> uh, I say that when Drew. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. oh that's right. Yeah, when uh, when Drew left there yeah, because he was undercover. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yamanika, I think she said she wanted an Uber, not a Lyft, unless it's three right. niggas lifting me up into the Uber. <laughs> Uh, and then when, when she asked for lunch, she said, you want me to make you lunch? And she said, I don't want you making me lunch. She gives me this look uh, up and down. And that was so, like, she improved all that, the Uber stuff and the making lunch stuff. That I just right. threw that at her. And she just, I love it. And she just hits it 400 feet. Like, she's so good with the improv. And, like, that's why it's so important for her, especially to shoot us both at the same time. Because sometimes right. we'll do it like, oh, we'll do all the stuff on my side and then we'll go over to you, you know, and then we'll shoot on your side. But with her, it's like it's so improv and funny and quick. We got to get it both because she's not going to do it the same way every time. Right. So let's just get our reaction so we can use that funny. How do you, stuff, you know? how do you not crack? Oh, I do. I do. I, I fully do. Like when she was saying that Uber stuff. Um, and she like she would made me break a couple times saying that one because she was like she was like okay, if I see if I see you talking to that man if I see you talking like she's going on and then she's like uh, 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 she's like if you get anywhere near that car and if one of those kids says anything about you doing something weird to them I was like no no nobody's gonna say that and I was like and if I had those inclinations, I'd go to you, my psychologist. She was like, you wouldn't go to me for that. I don't treat anybody for that. You better go to Chris Hansen, get your fucking ass away from me. Like she's so funny. That was, that would have been great. Yeah, I know. But it was like, there was so much already. It was just like, it's a buffet. You're just, you know, embarrassment of riches kind of thing. So, uh, but Yo, no, I think she broke once when we were filming that scene and I was so happy. I like jumped up because that's the first time she's left. And so, right to fuck up a take so i jumped up in excitement i was like yeah i'm broke i gave her a hug because i was like so excited that that she couldn't hold it together either so y'all got some some sick one-liners in this episode that i wanted to read off luka Doncic, what's up with my bike white people love Kyrie. oh man (laughs) is your man's one or two people <laughs> Yo, every time any you notice this, every time anyone is talking to Dan, like they're just talking, Dan has like this commentary in return that nobody acknowledges. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said, Is your man's one or two? Drew keeps talking and then he says, Tell him, it's like, oh, okay, so it's just one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all that's just my like comic, like of there's a silence here. I can fill it with a joke. I can fill it with a joke. It's like not in the script because then it'll be like the script's too long. But I'm like, I can just sneak in a joke here, here, here. Man, yeah. we I love it, man. Uh yeah. you got dead man energy. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't pay me to be the pussy police and smack dicks out of her hand. <laughs> and did it did Kareem's passcode 2453. <laughs> it means bike. Yeah. Don't forget that. <laughs> But but don't remember it neither because I change it every week. <laughs> yeah, it was we did some fun we did some fun stuff for the security code this season. Um, what he was resetting the code to at different points. Um, yeah, and Jackie Fabulous is another comedian. She plays uh, the the woman watching Zayna. She's a very funny comic. Also, are, are most of these people 
like you've come through on the club circuit? How are you casting for these roles? A lot of them are, are comedians. I mean, because Kareem is a stand up, and yeah. um, uh, you know, Yamanika obviously a stand up. Right. Roy, who plays the principals, a uh, stand up, you know, one of the best, and um, Maria, who plays my mom, obviously. So, right, that's always good because they'll make it. Stronger Napoleon the uh, Blue, who's always playing the video games. Right, right. Um, yeah. He's he's a comic. He's very funny. I, I was just at doing a show in Charlotte, and he's from from there. So we were we were there together doing a show. And um, but yeah, so it's like it it's, makes it easier when you cast comics because they know their voice, and so you can write closer to their voice. But then it's fun when you can find other people who can also feel like grounded or real and that's what like Kristen to play Zayna does and Hassan obviously is amazing um and Alyssa also who plays my new love interest this season she I've known her for years she does comedy as well so um that that made it much easier playing off her you know I figured that was going to be a love interest even though I was like what happened to the you know to the principal or what was yeah. she the administration the, the, yeah vice principal yeah. The, yeah she got fired yeah, because that's a funny. Because I was talking to a friend, uh, one of my close friends. He's a teacher, and his wife was the vice principal. Like I kind of yanked their dynamic in the first season, and I was like, "How would that work?" And he was like, "Well," and he's like, "Well, the fucked up thing is like, he's like, I would probably be sent to the rubber room on suspension, but she would just be fired because they'd be like, <laughs> it's almost like their expectations are higher for her, right? But he's like, but I could kind of be an idiot, and they would just, I'd maybe get away with it. And I was like, all right, well, that's pretty funny, yeah. So here's my here's my my tip for season three when y'all yeah. get picked up. Dan becomes Mr. Bitches. She comes <laughs> back around. So you get the girl finally. Shit is mm -hmm. almost going up. And then this is where your shit go down. Cause now you've never had hoes. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think I think Dan Dan's kind of a James Bond figure. And we gotta start leaning into that a little more, you know? <laughs> It's third in a carafe, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a, little, a license to kill. Yeah. Oh man. Um the uh the show is Flatbush Misdemeanors. It's on Showtime. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's smart. Um the last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Dan, about this. I really like the end because there was no joke. Like I kept waiting for like a joke to break the tension, and I was like, "Oh no, they're this ain't funny." He's getting arrested, and uh, and Dan is talking through these these this conflict, snitch right? this conflict, yeah. Until until the guy gets up and calls you a snitch, and like, <laughs> the guy who looks like he looks like Dominique Foxworth, ESPN fame. Yeah, that's Ken Boyd. He's a, a funny comic as well. Who was in the web series originally? That was a fun. The guy who calls right. me Luka Doncic and that guy and the cashier who says the Kanye line in the first one, Amina. Right. They're all comedians who were in the web series originally. So that was a cool thing, as we could try to get as many people from the original in in the show as possible. But yeah, but th we didn't do. I mean, we just wanted to sort of like deal with the reality of it at the end. But, but even in that, even in that scene, like, it's obviously very serious what's happening, but like, I, I think Hassan, and I was nervous about it feeling too serious, but Hassan is being so funny in that scene when he's like, y'all know Eric Adams, my cousin, right? And he's right. doing that 
things like you don't want to piss off the Adams family. It's like, you know, it's like, he's like, he said, it's like, I'm telling you, if I know Eric, which is such a like guy about to get in trouble saying like, look, this is your funeral. You know, it's just like, we're all going to be in a cell looking at each other. Like he's not going to be free after this. I know, I'm like going to be after, doing after your, all he said, I, I'm going to be doing your paperwork. Yeah. yeah which, that was, I think, I believe that was a Hassan improv line. The, I'm doing your paperwork. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously super serious what's happening, but like being able to like balance that tone is something that's like, yeah, I think like really important to the show and also, and so it's the writing, but also the, the casting, it's like, we're real lucky with that cast that they're able to do that real well, that it's like comics and also just actors who are able to like, just hit jokes, super Super funny. Even there's like a super subtle thing when Drew is getting arrested and it cuts away and you see a neighbor just like with a bowl of popcorn, just like eating popcorn. It's like a real quick blink and you miss thing, but it's just like a neighbor enjoying it to the side. So yeah, anytime you could find those those like little, little moments to like add levity to it, you know, that that's huge for me. Well, Dan, th- thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate you spending the time with us, breaking things down. We really do truly love the show it's not just because you're here like no, we actually I, love the show so <laughs> thanks no, thanks for joining us no man anytime yeah i was hoping we would talk about kd and Kyrie also but i'll just listen to your guys oh too. man <laughs> yo man I, wait hold on. let me ask you real quick if, yeah. if you had to put money on it is kd asking out because Kyrie is staying or is it is he asking out because he's offended on Kyrie's behalf I guess I I figure I, I figured it was somewhere in the middle. I figure it's like he would have done the, the long term deal. You, you know, if they given Kyrie a long term deal, he'd be like, "All right, I'll commit to this." But without that, it's like, "Oh, this is going to be just another shit show of a season." And then Kyrie is going to do what Kyrie does, and he's going to bounce. And so I might as well get the fuck out of Dodge. Also, that's kind of how I saw it. I, I like think- the idea. I feel like KD has a little bit of that syndrome of like, you know, that that guy who always dates the wrong girl. I think there's like a little bit of that with 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 KD. That's what felt like what the Kyrie thing was. I I, I I know I know where the right girl would be. Just just want to put that out there. (laughs) Nobody want to go to Philadelphia, but Drew. Only person that want to go to Philadelphia is Drew. I mean, his beard doesn't connect, so he might not yeah. be—he might not be good here. But you know, I'm just saying, we got—he might be hard here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, oh man, I—I—I yeah. I, I, I just feel like KD is doing the thing that when you don't want to go out, and then someone gives you a, a reason to not go out, and then you become the champion of that reason. Like you know, right. you don't want to go out, and and someone says, "Oh man, like." Neighbors driving me nuts. What? No, 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 no. We're not going to deal with that at all. You know what? Tell them we're not going. We're not going. We got a situation. (laughs) They did what? Well, that that settles it then. I didn't realize they were slow to bring you your water or whatever. Yeah. They're just looking for an excuse. Yeah. (laughs) Like feigned outrage. Yeah. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about butcher box. Butcher box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep 
free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not gonna find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, man. That was Dan Perlman. Shout out to him, man. Uh, that's a cool dude, very funny dude, and like I said, very funny show. Let's move on to a show that's... Should we talk about Pete Valley right now? I want, I want to show this is a show that's not so funny. Yes. Or, yep. Um, like, dog, what was this show about, man? Cinderella. I know, but why? But it was so, it, it, I don't know, man. Here's the thing. Like, here's the trait, like... As I'm watching it, I thought to myself, you know what it would have been cool? If they had done season two, like, giving us flashbacks the whole time of everybody's origin story. Because I did enjoy, oh, shit, like, you know, that, that's how she met old boy. Like, why is yeah. she so, riding so hard for the white guy or whatever? And Gidget was the cheerleading coach, you know? Mm-hmm. I, got, I won't lie. I'm like, oh, that's a nice kind of little backstory there. But, like, to make it into Cinderella, like, straight up, bro, with stepsisters and an evil stepmom, come on, man. They brushed right over what I thought was probably the, the wildest part of it at one point. The whole, little, the whole little hinting towards the relationship between her stepsister and her, and her dad. Yeah, like he was fucking with him. Yeah. Bro, yeah. you know, me he blew it again. They were taking a picture, and Keyshawn's behind the camera, and she's taking the pictures, and he makes the contact, and he's like, you know, like kissing, and like the sisters looking like, oh, yeah. they're taking the picture, yeah. they take a picture of all of us or whatever. Yeah, um, like which is weird. Again, like I don't, you know, I, I know there are shitty dads everywhere. I don't know of any father who would allow his daughter to like be shit on like that in front of him and then meanwhile like act like that's the family right there i mean if that were the case she wouldn't even live with them right like ain't no dad that shitty you won't live with me 
but I'm going I'm going to basically ignore you. Not even in Cinderella was her dad in the picture. Right? Like Cinderella was just a stepmom, but that dad was dead, right? That's why the stepmom got to get loose on her or whatever. I, I definitely was shocked when uh when when she when she tried to come back to the crib at the end and 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 old girl told her like nah, I'm thinking her, her dad must have died or something and she's like, "Yo, is my dad cool with this?" Yeah, like, hold yeah, up, my yeah, dad is yeah. in this crib and I can't come in the house? I don't know. That shit was funny, but between Jocelyn coming, you know, being the godmother. Oh, I like that. It I was a Jocelyn lot going spent, on. Yo, Jocelyn spent like five years of loving hip hop, crying yes. every time Stevie says she go, he gonna send her back to the strip club. Stevie. Yeah. Stevie, Stevie, he gonna tell me about the, the club. But then she's like, I'm an actress now. Word, what do you play? I play a stripper. Like, oh, you mean like like you're a stripper who's reformed? Well, nope, I'm on the stage stripping. Like she was basic. What's the difference? Hey, you no, know she might funny? take a pay That's cut not, to do that. You know what's funny? That's not fucking funny. When Keyshawn and uh uh Wody, they like, is them niggas fucking? It's like, yeah, them niggas fucking probably. <laughs> Well, what's the day got mad when Teak got mad at Little Murder? That's that shit. That shit was just it was just weird, yo. Uh, have y'all noticed Little Murder gets a little bit more Gucci on him every episode? Like, Bruh. This, this thing is just like a Gucci billboard. Everything is he just blowing did he is he just blowing the advance on, on, on the ride? Not even I, on like, the ride. Bro, in a ride, yo, you riding in the hearse, you got all this Gucci. Yo, this this all this money, you got old girl doing a, a snow angel and a pile of money. But y'all ride, y'all can't y'all can't get a tour bus or like a van. No, it, it this shit is is insane and it does it doesn't make sense, man. Like it, none of this shit makes sense. Other than it's like a long music video, bro. That's what this shit is. Can can I ask you this? There, in no place, like in no place on earth, if you are suspicious of the individual telling you to try a substance, right? You're you're already suspicious. You're saying, "Well, you try it first. Nowhere would anyone fall for such a lame okie doke of okay, I'll I'll take a bump, and then it's oh, he'll never he or she will never see that I took the one to the right. <laughs> Well, no, he said he didn't even do that. He said you're playing baseball. What does that mean? So, like, that mean? you know, like, you basically, so if it, in in smoking terms, you know, mm-hmm. mostly, you say, oh, you like passing the bat, you feel me? But mm-hmm. he chose a base. So he allowed him to, like, make it seem like he laid out the same type of shit because he was like, oh, this primo. He not looking at it. Also, how they put it, I don't know what happened. I guess he touched. I guess he tapped the vial like this, because you could die off touching fentanyl with your own like immediately. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that they made it all dramatic, like how it's like, and the fact that his nostril and they gave him a slow death and that shit, he supposed to die instantly. You know what I'm saying? They just gave it a whole dramatic scene of watching his heart fail there, but. Yeah, no, nah, it was crazy. No, he he watched him do his own line. That's why he said you do it, and it was multiple lines already set up, and he made it seem like he just did it, like it was all the same shit. Like, because if he would have been like, "Nah, I'm not doing coke," it probably would have been like 
where you're coming from. But in his perspective, he was like, nigga, this shit all the same, kind of. You feel me? Mm, I got you. This, this show makes no sense. Uh, it, it definitely, I, I tweeted out. I said, look, P-Valley is something, and I don't know where it's going. It just, I'm, like, I'm just like, they just, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't they know. They spent the budget on all those fucking drone shots uh, that they have with the five lights no. and shit of the cars. The, 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 drone, the drone shots, not expensive. Drone is like 500 bucks or whatever. I'm going to tell you what they spent the money on. The soundtrack, nigga. Like every episode, I'm like, y'all are paying publishing on all. There's no way you got to hook up with all of these different artists, man, or all these different producers. Or like, you know how many people own these these pieces? You got to clear it with everybody, man. You know what's funny too? I forgot to say, they had the nigga the where the money reside, nigga, in the show. That's why they yes, were able they to use that line. They, they, I was one. I'm did. like, nigga, that's y'all why, here that's cashing why, out? Because that's why the the mama. Who apparently used to work at the diner? Now that we find mm-hmm. out, uh, she was doing that uh, in her like commercial for her little church or whatever. But like, I looked up the because uh, the the I got one of my homeboys is uh, is a producer, and he produces for Bia. That's his artist, right? Mm. And so they used her song, and I was like, "Oh shit, did I my nigga get paid?" And he he didn't. He wasn't one of the guys listed, but. The crazier thing is that I, you know, looked up the credits, and because it sampled my milkshake, part of the writing credits on it are Pharrell and Chad Hugo. Mm. So I'm like, how many people you have to clear this thing just to use that song for fucking five seconds? Because she walking out in, out of the out of uh you know the, the high school or whatever like uh the her stepsister i don't know man it's just there's it, a part of this but well, also the other thing is maybe this is the wrong time to say this but as i'm watching it i was thinking she doesn't she's a pretty girl Keyshawn. she's a pretty she's a very pretty girl but she ain't bad like that in terms of her body. <laughs> I'm like, they talk about the stepsister because she light skin. I'm like, no, because the stepsister got a wagon, my nigga. Damn. Like, Damn, what color she is. Because Keyshawn legit, she pretty, man. She a pretty girl. But she just slender. You know, my, not my kind. Yeah. You know, my, but you know, my they was for, you know they was forcing it, bro. They wanted to do some colorism. I just for what it, it wasn't needed though, and Un- I get it. Unneeded. They had some bars in there though. Even when the mama was like, "Don't let no man, you know, make you into no uh, human Barbie, Barbie doll." Yeah, yeah. That you can barred up. Hold up. By the way, if a fucking baby comes into a hospital with bruises on like that, she's they, not they, leaving. She didn't, she yeah, she didn't get leaving the hospital with that baby, baby. dog. Like, come mean, on, man. None of this shit makes sense. None of and none of this shit like even deserves to make sense if that if that makes sense, right? Like it is just so over the top that it's just like, what are we doing? What are y'all doing, man? It, it, it's it is what it is. It's P Valley. Let's let's go ahead. R. Kelly got 30 years. Is that enough? I don't know. J- Jelaine Maxwell. Who was 
part of the um what's my man name? The guy who killed himself, the oh uh um, pedophile. Epstein. Epstein, Epstein. Right. Epstein, yeah. She she was basically the dude who was she was the one who was like she was the plug for getting these young girls. By the way, there's a there's a, a documentary about her on stars. I don't know if y'all want to do that one. You want to review that one. Cause it's like they got people that she grew up with and they were like, This she's been a bitch all her life. You know, it wasn't one of those, oh, I never could have imagined. Like the trailer made it seem like everybody like, yo, this bitch. Like, damn. Whatever they saying she did, she did that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exact energy off of that shit. So I don't know if y'all want to do that, but yeah, like she got 20 years. And I kind of feel like 20 years for her, 30 years for her, they're both kind of low, bro. For all the yeah, shit they've done. Them niggas should have got the book, bro. I should have got the book. The job, that on. You know, motherfuckers, I seen, and I hate the meme that's floating around like, yeah, you see how they do black men? He got 10 years more than her and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that he, nigga deserve monster. all that shit. That nigga like, deserve he all got that off, shit. I'm saying like, he got off here light, man. 30 years? 30 years got yeah, off he light, got off. bro. He 55. If he make it to 85, you know. Dog, you ain't here. Like, this nigga's a celebrity's in jail, man. Yeah. Remember, for real? I'm just, dog, yeah, he's, man, he's, he's writing fucking I mean, songs for niggas in jail and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, this nigga like that, found oh, this nigga. Oh, it's, it's the same thing with, with Bill Cosby. Niggas were coming up to him for therapy and shit in jail. Like... Yo, man, yo, I'm gonna tell you I something. I don't want any therapy. From, just, I don't well, want any therapy from Bill Cosby. Just give, just give her a little bit less. Fix the marriage. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, the idea of like we're so used to people being clout chasers on the outside. Like, I guess we didn't fathom or factor in that niggas could be cloud chasers on the inside too could you imagine a nigga sticking a nigga for r kelly you know what i'm saying like like our original things like oh they're gonna get out to this rich nigga and they're gonna do this yeah that's not that's my thought molesting kids oh we gonna get after him like no these niggas is like yo kills drop a beat on niggas niggas love it man just like the same way people still playing this shit not us said the cat it's crazy, but Amen. uh Kells, man, 30 years. That's 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 pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Uh other news story from this week. What do we got here on the rundown? <laughs> Trey's nickname for P Valley. <laughs> it's fucking stupid, man. Uh oh, here we go. This was a big topic of conversation on the internet this week. I have no idea why. Somehow the concept of the stepdad stepdaddies that was a skit. Yeah. About the step. Oh, okay. I I didn't see. I just saw people arguing about would you get your baby McDonald's? Just I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Who out here? Who out here doing this? But so describe it to me and everyone else who hasn't watched it. What what was the premise of this skit? What was it? Either way. uh, she, the lady, what's it? The old girl. She has what was it? Three kids, Trey. I think or whatever. Yeah, she had three kids, and then you know 
he basically came and brought some food for his child only. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, they live in the same house. They live in, in the, no, in, in no, the, no, 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 they're not together. No, so think about oh, no. I'm scenario. Say I got a kid with a woman, but she mm-hmm. got she moved on and she got yeah. kids with some other men, and she like, yo, oh, your kid ex. hungry. Yeah, it's my ex, right? right? And she like, your kid hungry. I'm like, all right, fuck. I'm at work, but I'll bring him some when I get off. So I get off, and I only bring my child some food. Right. Am I wrong for not feeding other kids? I'm not. I never. I don't got no kids, and I've never been in this position. But I know me, and I will feed all them kids just by default because I just know. You like you you feed all them kids, bro. But like you feed them like in like a like. Oh man, you uh, <laughs> you definitely like you no, gonna I'm show not, your kid I'm, love though. You gonna show your kid love. I'm not with her. But I would I th- say I, 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 I misunderstood. Say, I thought it was. I might like, get an extra fry or something. Step to no, 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 no. I'm gonna treat them like my own. But like the y'all are telling me now. Now I'm understanding it. It's like. My baby mom's has moved on. Yeah, I'm my responsibility is for my child. I don't I wouldn't even think about it. Like your baby's hungry. Like, right, I pick some up. Like I'm not thinking about her or them. I'm thinking about the kid. Yeah. If I'm going to Six Flags, I'm thinking my kid. I'm not thinking some children I have All zero connection kids. to. Also, like the trend picked up, right? Like the what is it uh, when when you uh, duet and they duet oh, yeah, in the, the video, stitch, right? Yeah, the stitch, yeah. And niggas was coming up, showing up with PS5. Like when I come to drop the PS5 off to my kid, or when I drop the homemade computer to my kid, and all uh, and and her other kids see, and they got the kids crying like ah, like and he just dancing. I'm like, Yo, this nigga's is sick because this That's nigga's sick, really man. on that type of shit, bro. Like, That's I don't sick. want my kid to be stunting on these niggas either. Like, right. I don't want to get his ass whooped after. I was just talking either. to my cousin about that shit. Shout out <laughs> to my shout out to my cousin. Shout out to my cousin Bruce. It's his birthday. I was talking to him in a situation because, you know, he got a 17-year-old and he's just looking at it like he got they got siblings. Like he said he just do it off the rip just because, you know what I'm saying? But like thinking about it. In another perspective, I was like, damn, that's kind of, you know how you like, you know how you see that homie that like, he inherit, he don't inherit the kids, but like you see a nigga like, it's just like your cousins, all, all yeah, at your yeah. grandma house, and you be like, fuck, yeah. man, like, I got to get all the kids, like, cool. All these and then nigga pull you to the side and say, you a good nigga? Wouldn't have been me. Hey, nigga hit you on the side, like, you a good nigga, man. <laughs> couldn't be, couldn't be me. Okay. You a good nigga, man. Hey, that'd be the, the funniest. That's the elder's the way of letting shit. you know. Like when you pull up to the house and all the kids there, and you really came because I do that shit with my grandma in Portland. I pull up, you know, I ain't got no, I ain't got no favorite cousin, but they little. So the ice cream truck come by. I'm like, fuck, I gotta get there. I can't, Every I kid, can't have a can't. favorite out of all these that's, little niggas. Yeah, that's but that's like, but all these things are different because you have some sort of connection. This ain't like, yo. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. I I think it's weird. Um, I, I, it's not, bro. It's it, it's one of them Jones. Whatever you do, is somebody's gonna be like, it wouldn't be me. Pretty much. 
Pretty much. Uh, it's July 4th weekend. Most people are going to be listening to this on July 4th. I got asked this question yesterday on the radio. What is the must-have for a July 4th cookout? Because here's the thing. My answer to that question was, I have two answers. This, I have a my favorite thing. But I don't think that my favorite thing would be a must-have thing for the cookout. So I asked you guys, on the grill, what is the must-have for the cookout? Um, Glizzies, hot links, um, patties. I mean, I like fuck the, with ribs. Onions and shit. Ribs no, but and show. I'm saying, like, is that a must-have? Oh, like yeah. I like at the club, it's got to be like, this non negotiable, non negotiable has to be. Mm. To me, I said this is my my answer. My answer was the must have burgers and dogs. That's a must. You can't like you can't have a a Fourth of July cookout. You can't say Happy Birthday America and not have burgers and dogs. Now the burgers might be like fucking hockey pucks because they well overdone, done, done. Half Jeez. of them got cheese. Half of them got cheese on them. Half of them don't for some reason. And the ones that have cheese on it, sometimes it'd be just half a slice of cheese on it. Well, the cheese but, was melted so fucking much. You, all you yeah. see is it in the crevices of the burger. You could, the cheese is see-through at that point because it cooked <laughs> too much. But it, and they, they're sitting in that tin foil tray, right? And you grab it and it's cold and it's hard or whatever. But it ha- you have to have burgers and dogs. You said ribs, Jeff. You'd like to have ribs. But you can yeah. walk up to a cookout and not see ribs. Like, oh, that's cool. For me, yeah, I might call your cookout ass though if you don't have ribs though. If it's a, if it's oh. a big cookout and you don't have ribs, I'm calling your cookout. Like, if you're having a Fourth of July, I'm not talking about yeah. oh, it's Wednesday. I'm throwing no, no, some no. shit on the grill. No I'm cookout. You're at the you got to have ribs, you're talking, bro. You're at the park. You got like you might you might all chipped in on a jumpy house for the kids. Like yeah. like big cookout like that. Using yeah, I need some ribs. There will be ribs there. If there's not there ribs, the cookout's ass. Ribs. Yeah, wow. the cookout's ass. Trey, no what about you? Man. Trey don't eat shit. I'm t- I mean, just in... Well, when <laughs> when a bottle of wine. <laughs> there must be a bottle of wine. Look, if there's no crushed go, grapes. You know, <laughs> hey, a nigga go... Listen, a nigga go vegan for a couple years and it's how niggas treat me. Like, I ain't... I ain't no. <laughs> playing with me, man. Nah, um, on my plate for sure, that must be at the cookout. I need potato salad for sure. Devil eggs. I like deviled eggs. I don't know why. I fuck with deviled eggs. So a deviled eggs. Um, is, I never got deviled eggs. Man. Never got chicken. I, mean, like, I don't know why though. It's just an, a boiled egg with paprika on it, right? Is there anything yeah. else a deviled egg than that? So I don't know. Like, I, I think I, I think every time I eat it, I'll be smacked. I bet mean, I could do that shit at home, man. And then I never do because okay. it's like well, I'm just thinking about the sides, right? That be going to plate. I for sure got to have a burger. Uh, them burgers be so they be cool. But they be like, they be low key trash. Um, like some type of barbecue, whether it's like, you know, if the glizzy, the glizzy low key kind of be got to be tight burnt, like on a char. Dog, so that, just, that's for me, for me, the chicken, them chicken court leg quarters. The thigh, the quarter thigh. The thigh, 
Dog, yeah. I need that. Nah. It's got that char on. No, you know how you know how they make nah, the jerk like, chicken. Like when you go buy jerk chicken, that's how I want that shit. Like, and then you can add the sauce on it, and then you good. What, yo, uh, like I, f- I fuck with them. With a rooftop, when we on the rooftop in Brooklyn? Yeah, where was the cookout? When was that? Am I tripping? That was at, that was Kelly's spot. Kelly's spot. There you go. Yeah. That's Kelly's spot. Cause we bounced back and forth. We went to two different spots. We had uh yeah. we went there and the shit low key got out of hand. It was too many people. But niggas had chicken. Yeah. Y'all like the leg chicken. quarter? I yeah, love a leg. What are you? That takes up so about? much room. I mean, it's cool. It just so takes up so on much room on, on your plate. Nigga, get two. Oh man. Get yeah. Get a get a plate that's for the when side. You, hey, that's when you get chicken. cookout legs, bro, and you 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 go bow. And you Listen, have both legs. This is this is when we just gotta be we gotta be true to ourselves, right? I like I, I'm 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 known to have a bang out from time to time because I just get too comfortable. So I you know I try to limit as much of the messiness as possible. So like I don't really go get the chicken if it's got all that barbecue and all that shit on it because that just gives more opportunity for a bang out, bro. Like I. I I'm too. I'm too worried about banging, like me- me- messing up, like dropping something on myself. Oh be, come be on! With you. Sure, for real? I still get young boy. I still get young boy stain sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. I still get young. You're I'm 41, but get kid, young boy stain. Stain on your shirt. <laughs> yeah, bro. All of a sudden, I'll just miss my mouth, or I'll just miss the like potatoes that fall off my fork or some shit. Oh man, that's that's tragic. That's tragic. <laughs> what, sides? What are you going for? Sides, Jerv? I like potato salad. Um, I like. Uh, I, I like. Uh, if you have seafood salad, that like I, I'm. I love it. Spent like with like yeah. the real crab meat and the fucking shrimp and all that. Nigga, that stuff. That's bougie shit. That's y'all do. That's bougie shit. I've never. Crab salad. No, like like it's basically tuna salad, but they put. Shrimp and crab meat and stuff in a seafood salad. Yeah, basically. I ain't never had that shit in my life, nigga. Oh, nigga, y'all gotta pull up. <laughs> y'all gotta pull up. Here we go. Trey, what do, what do you got as your sides? Potato salad for sure. I don't know why. It just complements the barbecue the right way. It's I don't fuck with time. coleslaw. Unless yeah, coleslaw is nasty. Hey, I you know what? I'll say it, America. I fuck with coleslaw. You know what though? Uh, Only time I fuck with coleslaw is when I was in Louisville, bro, and they threw it on like one of these type of burger sandwiches or something. They put it on the sandwich, right? Oh, yeah. I, I'll do yeah. that. I'll do that. Coleslaw that shit, in the sandwich is a yeah, coleslaw by coleslaw itself is nasty. Yeah. But that's what coleslaw. I'm saying. It's a lot of shit that I think is trash that has to be blended. Like olives need to be blended with something. I yeah, eat, I, I eat I'm olives on accident. Olives. I, pop I don't fuck olives. With. Like, give me yeah, that salt. Give me like a weird salt, tangy shit, right? Yeah. Ugh. So then, um, but yeah, potato salad. Um, I don't like that. Um, what's the one that it looked like potato salad, but it's not like macaroni. Macaroni salad. That, macaroni salad. That, I don't like that one. I'll do that uh, shit too. I'll do all them bitches, man. Them gelatin cakes too look <laughs> terrible too. It's a lot of gelatin shit. That niggas, cake. Where the hell you know, are y'all? Go? It's a gelatin you know cake, this, nigga. You know what I'm talking about, bro? That's like it's yeah. shaped like a. Shaped like a fucking cake, but it's gelatin. But it's jello. I don't fuck with that. I don't like that. No, shape. nigga, I don't know what y'all talking about. I don't never see no fucking gelatin cake. All right, nigga. But anyway, potato salad for me, bro. That's all I got for you. And a, and maybe a Hawaiian dinner roll for sure. Oh, oh gotta get those, the, yeah. the king's Hawaiian rolls. Yeah, yes, man. nigga. Yes. Oh man, and they got, Actually, and they got those. 
They got those into hot dog buns now, nigga. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna put y'all on something. You go to Costco, you get like this massive Costco sack of them for like four bucks. You'll never finish them. They'll go bad before you can finish them. But for four bucks, nigga, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll come home, I'll have them in the house. I just be eating them, just eating straight bread. <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Everybody have a happy ass July Fourth. Stay away from the fireworks. Just stay away from the fireworks, man. Like, don't don't have no homemade fireworks. It don't make it cool. You're not fun. It's not fun for anybody. You fuck. You freak out the kids. You freak out the dogs. Just relax. Cook out. Have fun. Drink some beers. Play some silly games. Maybe jump around in the pool. Enjoy yourself. Uh, again, or. Sign up for patreon.com says count the dings. There will be no overflow tomorrow. We are not going to record on July 4th, but uh, we will be back a week later to review what we missed on Westworld. For Black Trey, for Big Jerb, for our special guest Dan Perlman of Flatbush Misdemeanors, thank you and stay black, motherfuckers. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.